First, some good news uh, that's in the news. My friend, former intern, Chike, and I can't pronounce his last name. I'm not even going to try, but Chike is a faithful evangelist, gospel preacher. And when he was a student at uh, University, I believe it's North Georgia in Gwinnett County, uh, he was arrested. He was stopped. He was prohibited from preaching the gospel, even though he had a permit. And his case went all the way to the Supreme Court of the United States. And it was yesterday, I believe it was, or the day before, he won. He was declared by an 8-1, to 8-1, to one, the lone dissenter, Chief Justice John Roberts. And the other eight all agreed that he'd been damaged. And uh, he won his case before the Supreme Court helped uh, to, do, to uh, solidify his right to preach the gospel on the college campus, as well as to receive damages. Of course, part of the problem here was kind of a technical thing. Uh, they were only suing for $1. They didn't, you know, they weren't asking for, they didn't want to seem like they're in for the money. They're not trying to punish the university. They only asked for $1. And this is what made it difficult because basically the, the case, were they really damaged? And it was concluded that, yes, even if you can't prove monetary damages, the fact your rights were violated, you were damaged. And so our uh, congratulations to Chike and our thanks to the Supreme Court. And in our day and age, by the way, at this time when, when um, a lot of the power in the United States we think is aligned against us and against the advancement of the gospel and our Christian faith, it's good to know this, that the Supreme Court gave us a big victory this week. And for this, we are grateful and we thank the Lord. This morning, turn, if you will, in your Bibles, and I'd like to read, uh, so we're continuing on our teaching here about who we are in Christ. Remember, our goal this year is uh, our, our challenge, as always, is to be better Christians. This doesn't mean we compare ourselves with one another, by the way. Being a better Christian means you're better than you were yesterday. You were better than you were last week, last month, last year. And the one we lift up as our standard to say this is a really good Christian is Jesus. We want to be conformed to his very image. The good news is we're not the only one working towards that goal. So is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit who lives within us is working to make us more and more like Jesus Christ. That's the good news. This isn't something we just eke out by our own blood, sweat, and tears, our own hard work, our own self-discipline. Some uh, Certainly we must cooperate with the Holy Spirit, but the, the very power of God within us, the Spirit of God living within us is at work to make us more and more like Christ. But this morning, we want to talk about the topic of justification. Justification. And if you'll turn to Romans 3, and, and we'll start with verse 21. Now, there's a lot of big words in here. I'm reading from the New American Standard, and so uh, some of these words we don't use in our typical vocabulary. Let's go ahead and read and see what it says. But now, apart from the law, verse 21, but now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction. He's saying between Jew, Gentile. There's no distinction for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Being justified, and here's what we're looking at today, being justified as a gift by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. We talked yesterday about redemption, to be purchased back by the blood of Jesus Christ. 
purchased out of the slave market of sin, that we belong to him. The blood of Christ was the purchase, uh, was the, the, the currency, shall we say, through which we were purchased. It can, it's greater than silver, gold, gems, diamonds, anything else. The blood of Christ purchased us and brought us this justification. It was a gift from God. Our justification is a gift from God given to us freely. Verse 25, in Christ Jesus, whom God displayed publicly as a propitiation in his blood through faith. What's this word propitiation mean? It literally means a a full payment, a full satisfaction. Propitiation uh, is similar to redemption in that redemption is talking about buying. Propitiation also talking about buying, but it's the concept is it's the it's paid in full is a concept. In His blood, there is this was to demonstrate God's righteousness, because in the forbearance of God, He passed over the sins previously committed, Old Testament people. All right. For the demonstration, I say, of His righteousness at the present time, the cross. And since the cross now, that we would that he would be just and the justifier of those who have faith in Jesus Christ. There's a lot to unpack in that in that those few verses. But essentially saying that God's justification is a gift given freely to those who are in Christ Jesus. When we have Jesus Christ, we receive the gift of eternal life. When we come to Jesus Christ, we're given so many things we don't even realize. We, did you realize you were being redeemed when you came to Christ? Did you realize what justification meant? Did you realize the propitiation, the full payment? These are things that often Christians grow in their understanding of through the, uh, after they become believers and indeed grow and deepen our understanding of them as the years go by. The cross allows God to be both just and the justifier. Christianity is the one religion where God does not have to um, violate his own standards in order to save people. You know, some where God has given a law, and we've all fallen from the law, we've all failed at the law, every religion acknowledges this, so that we've all, you know, whether they use the same words as Romans 3.23, all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, or they use some other words, Everybody acknowledges that humans have problems. We've failed. We've sinned, whatever terminology they would use. And that there's a punishment for sin. This is an expectation, and this is the reason there's a fear of death, is there's an awareness that we have not met the standards that are expected of us, and we wonder what awaits us after death. Well, if, if God can either forgive us, show us mercy, in which case he doesn't keep the standard, he doesn't uphold the standard, or he can show us justice, in which case he doesn't show us mercy. These are only two options that are available outside of Christ. If Jesus didn't die on that cross, either God can forgive people, in which case the sin goes unpunished, or God can punish people, in which case there's no mercy and no hope of eternal life for anyone. But as it is, what God has done was he said, I'll pay the penalty. He stepped down to earth in, in the man of Jesus Christ. He, Jesus lived this perfect, sinless life. Never in thought, word, or deed did he violate anything of the Father's will. Every word he said, every action he took, everything he did, he was the perfect, spotless Lamb of God. 
And so he was qualified to offer himself as a sacrifice. And he gave himself on that cross to bear our judgment. We see the love of God and the justice of God in the cross of Christ. The love of God in that he would die for sinners, Romans 5.8. God demonstrates his own love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And here in Romans 3, that God is both just and the justifier. And, and in the cross, he, he, is, he remains just and he justifies us. The love of God and the justice of God demonstrated on the cross. And so now you and I can be fully free, fully forgiven. Now, here's the thing. Does justification, what does it mean? Does it mean that now God has kind of wiped away my slate, wiped my slate clean so I get to start all over again? No, it's not really what it means. We're not, we're not, shall we say, put back in the place where Adam was. This would be one option that, that people think, that Christ took away all of our past sins, but now we're, we're innocent. We're in the same condition where Adam was in, and, uh, and we've got a fresh start. And now God wipes away the slate, but, you know, if we sin now, we're in trouble again. We got, what do we do then? If we act like Adam did, and the truth is, we all would. And we all have. So no, no, justification means something far more. It's a, legal, it's a legal word in which God declares us righteous. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21 says this, He, God, made him, Christ, who knew no sin to become sin so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Whoa, think about that one for a minute, folks. This is the great exchange. This is what we call the great exchange. God made Jesus who knew no sin to become sin so that we, sinners, might become the righteousness of God in Christ. The great exchange, Jesus took our sin and he gave us his righteousness. We became the righteousness of God. We didn't just get back to square one. We didn't get just a clean slate. We were given, we were declared righteous. This is what justification means, that we are declared righteous by God. Wow. You have a high standing. You have a, you are, you're in good shape. Legally, before God, you are in good shape. And you are child of God, goodness, I mean, you just stop and think about it. You, you have the righteousness of Christ. I sometimes think of it as, as if this, is, this microphone is you and this hand is Jesus. Well, that's not good enough. Let's try this little cap here. This cap is you and this is Jesus and you are hidden in Christ. And when God looks to you, he sees you as being hidden in Christ, clothed with Christ, in the righteousness of Christ. You are in Christ. And this is the good news. Now, Navi's question, though, is, what if you don't feel like it? What if you look in the mirror and you look just as sinful as you used to be? You feel just as sinful as you used to be. What if you sin today? What do you do? What justification uh, refers to is a legal standing before God. A legal standing. And your legal position before God is that you are declared righteous. 
We'll talk later in this series about sanctification. I believe sanctification, I simply think of it as becoming in my day-to-day experience who God has already made me to be. I don't have to become someone I'm not. You see, that's the point. I have to become someone God has already declared of who I am. I, I cast off the old man. God has made me a new man, and I'm just becoming that new man in Christ. This is the key. And so we grow into it. We develop into becoming the person God has already made us to be. Well, it raises another question. What if I sin now? What if I sin now? I believe God will bring that to your attention. We'll talk about this again in a future message here. But a lot of people focus on their sins, and they spend time every day trying to analyze, where did I sin today? What did I do wrong today? I don't think that's the way to grow, folks. No, we've, we grow by focusing on Jesus Christ. We grow by focusing on who God has made us, the right, given us the righteousness of Christ. As we focus our spiritual eyes, focus our attention, focus our ambition, focus our worship on Jesus Christ, we, we are transformed into his image and we become like him. If we focus our, our attention on our sins, I think we just get more and more sinful. We've, rather, we focus on Christ. Well, what if I sin? What do I do? Well, you confess it to God. You acknowledge it. You tell him you're sorry. You don't have to get saved all over again. It's kind of like in a marriage, you know, if, if, if you, you're married and if you and your wife have some spat or an argument, disagreement, you don't go and say, honey, I'm sorry, will you marry me again? You don't get all married all over again. No, you don't have to do that. But it's certainly appropriate to say, I'm sorry. I did wrong. I said the wrong thing. I wish I hadn't. I'm sorry. We can ask our spouse to forgive us. We can ask God to forgive us. But the truth is our sins are already forgiven. We've been justified in the name of, in the name of Christ. Folks, this is awesome. How does this relate? I hope you don't walk around feeling guilty. I hope you don't walk around feeling condemned. Romans 8.31, if God is for us, who can be against us? Christ Jesus is the one who justified us. He's the one who justified you. We need to bring our thoughts into agreement with him. We need to bring our heart into agreement with him. So I talked the other day about mental toughness, that when I when I've failed God, when I've done something I resent, I, I regret, and we can get down on ourselves and we can feel accused and we can feel guilty and we walk around negative. It's so easy to, we're not in agreement with God. God is a forgiver. God is a justifier. Tell him you're sorry. Acknowledge what you did. God, I'm sorry. And move on. Listen, for years, I felt that when I did something wrong, even though I knew I was saved by grace through faith in Christ, and I entered into salvation by, by just receiving his forgiveness, I felt that now that I'm a believer, I've got to kind of earn it. I never would have used those words. I never would have said it out loud like that. But I'd feel like, um, you know, for instance, if I, if I overslept and missed my quiet time one morning and I felt bad about it, I think I had to be somewhat down on myself, walking around moping a little bit all day long until the next day when I could wake up on time and show I'm disciplined and have my quiet and, and, and get up and get up my quiet time on time, showed I really wanted to seek the Lord. I was subtly, subtly 
trying to earn God's favor, feeling that I only had the right to rejoice if I performed properly. I was trusting in my quiet time more than I was the blood of Christ. And any other thing, maybe some temptation you give into and you fail. And you kind of feel like you've just got to walk around kind of mopey and down and discouraged, down long in the face until the next time you face the temptation and you overcome it. And that way you can feel good about yourself. Um, this is a subtle form of legalism. This is a feeling I'm earning my standing with God, earning, earning God's favor. And, and it's not, no, when we, it's should you sin? Should you fail? What do you do? Oh, God, I'm sorry. I wish I hadn't. Thank you, you have forgiven me. Thank you, the blood of Christ cleanses me from all sin. I can't earn your forgiveness. I can't earn it any more today than the day I got saved. I receive your forgiveness. You've given it freely. You've already forget, forgiven my sins. Thank you. Thank you for forgiving me. God, let's make the, help me make this day. Help me to walk in this forgiveness the rest of the day. This is a, such an important lesson. Can't tell you how many days in my life, how many days were wasted because I did not receive God's grace. I felt I had to earn it and live up to it. Walk in this justification. Walk in this freedom. Walk in this forgiveness. It's ours. The devil wants to steal it from you. Our pride wants to feel I, I earn my good standing with God. No, just be humble. Receive the blood of Christ, whether it's for the first time or whether it's, you know, you've been a Christian a long time. If you need his cleansing today, if, if you need to walk with him, he has cleansed you. He's justified you. His blood has paid it all. Receive it. Walk in that forgiveness and enjoy every moment of God's grace in your life. Amen? Let's, let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for the blood of Christ. We thank you for the forgiveness that is found in the gospel. Thank you for the good news. We confess, Lord, so often we try, and even after we've been saved, we know we started by grace, but we think we continue by being good enough, by earning it, by showing how uh, disciplined we are, how right we are, how, how um, we do the things that are expected of us. And Lord, when we fail and fall short of that, so often, Lord, we, it, it just, we don't receive just the, the cleansing blood of Christ. It's always cleansing. It didn't just cleanse us at the, at, at the time of our salvation. We're under the constant flow, the constant forgiveness. We want to thank you. Thank you, Father, that we need not walk this day. We need not live this day self-condemned. We need not live this day uh, worrying if you receive us, worrying if you're holding something against us, worrying if, you're, if you've turned your back on us. We thank you you have justified us. We thank you you have declared us to be righteous in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We praise you. Lord, we just praise you. We thank you that we're clean. We're not defiled. We thank you, Lord, that you have, you have made the, the, you've redeemed us, made us your very own possession, declared us righteous, fully paid for us the blood of Christ, that we can come boldly before you in prayer. We can become, come boldly before you anytime, day or night, knowing that we are your child, knowing that we're clean, knowing that we're forgiven. 
we don't take this for granted, Lord. We don't, we don't abuse it. We don't want to walk around sinning and saying, oh, it doesn't matter, I'm forgiven. That's not, what, that's not our spirit, Lord. That's not our attitude. Our attitude is that, that every day can count. We don't have to earn your forgiveness ever again. You've given it freely. You're a generous God. You're a God of grace, mercy, kindness. You showed us this at the cross. We are recipients of greater grace, more mercy than we could have ever imagined. And we're grateful. We're thankful. Today, Lord, we pray we'd walk in it. Help us not fall back into thinking we can earn our salvation, earn our standing, earn a position. Help us not to give way to a subtle pride that that thinks that I'm accepted because I did things right today or I did things right yesterday or I've gone so many hours doing things right that that's why I'm accepted. No, help us to just remember the cross all day. Today, Lord, if, if any of us stumble, if any of us stumble, I pray, Lord, we just quickly look to the cross, quickly look to your forgiveness, thanking you that we're, we're already forgiven, acknowledging, acknowledging to you our failure, but thanking you we're already forgiven, receiving freshly your grace. Lord, I pray today we not walk around self-condemned or accused. We resist the voice of the enemy who wants to tell us we're not children of God, we're not forgiven, we're not saved. We'd resist him. We'd have that, that undying faith, that mental toughness that will believe the words of God rather than the, the, the feelings or the, the subtle, quiet voices of the, of the enemy or screaming voices of the enemy as he lies to us about what you say is true. Today, Father, we're yours. We've been bought with a price. We belong to you. We want to walk in your way and bring you glory today. What a great God you are. We thank you. You have made us your children. You've, you have put, you've put us in Christ. Wow. When you look at us, you see us as being in Christ. What a glory. What a victory. What a honor. What a privilege. What a high calling we have. Today we wish to walk worthy of it and bring you glory. We pray that today our life would be just be like a one big thank you note. When we think of what you've done for us, Jesus, that all of our attitudes, words, actions today would simply be saying, Father, thank you. Thank you for what you have done for us in Christ. We bless you. We do want to thank you for Chike's victory at the Supreme Court. We want to thank you, Lord, for the freedoms we have in our nation to advance the gospel. We pray, Father, it would go forth. We pray that you'd raise up many evangelists, fruitful and effective evangelists. We pray for many, many, many souls to be saved in our land. We pray in the day when it seems like the enemy is coming in like a flood. And it does seem like that, Lord that our spiritual enemy is emboldened and has momentum coming in like a flood, that you would raise up a mighty army against him, raise up a standard of believers who will stand firm, an army of believers who will stand firm in who we are in Christ, undaunted, victorious, triumphant, prevailing, as we advance the kingdom of God against the domain of darkness. This is what we volunteer for. We're here to do that today. Use us for your glory in all we do this day. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. 
All right, everybody, thanks for joining me. God bless you again. You are justified. Don't listen to the voice of the accuser. Walk in the grace of God today. Claim your forgiveness. Claim the blood. Claim who, where you stand. Be overflowing with gratitude today because God has given you gifts, grace, righteousness beyond what you could ever fathom. So be overflowing with gratitude.